1: to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. report prohibited by law. See terms and
0: conditions 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by nobody. Well done. Dominant performance. Great stuff. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Thank you. That's fun. Hi, Valtese, James. Great drive. Really, really well done. Thank you. Cheers. Good job. Yeah, great job, Valtteri. Brilliant, brilliant effort. Well done, Valtteri. Remember the double F word on the wall. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's next to them. It's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that's tried to offset Hamilton's offsetting of the carbon footprint and decided to take three private jets from his chateau to the Circuit of the Americas for the United States Grand Prix. Ooh, that man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax. For the Park It in my Ferme show, here is your host, Cauly. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta grab it with both hands because it's your main squeeze, Cauly, aka the cauldapotamus. And I've just relocated over to the Mississippi. Enjoy everything that the U.S. has to offer, and. Oh my. Ooh, ooh, what is that? Ooh. Something just uh something just brushed past me. So, something was looking to get right up in my Fermi. Well, don't be shy. Just park it on up in there as it is the parking in my Fairmead show the number 1 Comedy F1 podcast in the entire galaxy according to my mum, and she's never wrong. We have the news, opinions, discussions, reviews, previews, results, love triangles, power rankings and more. If it happened in Formula 1 and Klaus wasn't too lazy to type it up in my notes, then we'll talk about it today, yeah? Yeah, makes sense? We're all on agreement. Okay. Episode 80. What the hell? How did we get here? 80 episodes done and dusted, but if you're sad and you missed out on the previous 79, never fear. Never fear, just head over to parkintofmyfernmate.com to download the rest. Better yet, look down at that podcast listening device. You see that subscribe and follow button? Yeah, that sexy thing teasing you? Well, no need for the foreplay anymore. Just smash that button so you can be the first in the world to hear my sexy, soothing, smooth sounds. Two times a week and there ain't nothing wrong we getting down and dirty with the Gilder Potomers twice a week. Head on over to the socials to our partner. by Furbar on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into those DMs like your Kelly PK and Max Verstappen has run out of money. So she needs to hit up some more drivers. But enough of all that mucking around. What are we actually going to talk about today? Well, we are going to investigate why this season... Is tighter than my rear end when getting a rectal exam from Wolverine. Crofty's Love Files is back, baby! And this. Oh yes. Drivers. Ranking. That's it. Driver Power Rankings is back. Get excited. Oh, we're gonna cover it all right now. What what was that? Sorry, what was that? Drivers. Ranking. That's exactly right. It's the Drivers' Power Rankings ranking them from worst to first to see how they stack up based on recent form. We have that and so much more coming your way. But change out of those clothes and into something a little more comfortable. Grab a nice Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. Something from the top shelf, of course. We're a little bit fancy here. We get nice and fancy. Light some candles for yourself. Let's set the mood. Set the tone. Oh, watch out. Watch out, you're going to burn yourself in some unusual places. Now, all you need to do is sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: Lance, you just need to press the OK button. OK button. I pressed it.
0: You're pressing the Pick Confirm button. The Pick Confirm button is the OK button, Brad. All right, we need to talk about something here. So, gather around Uncle Cody. He's got the microphone. Quiet, please. Quiet, please. Let me just discuss something. 2021 season has been the best in some time. I like to divide the seasons up in Formula 1. Not not by the hybrid era or anything like that. Not like the V10s and post V10s. No, no, no. But by pre-DTS and post-DTS. Pre-Drive to Survive. Post-Drive to Survive, Netflix and Drive to Survive have been great for the sport. They have been. We are getting new fans interested because of all the drama, politics and off-track antics and battles that occur in Formula One that people had no idea about. I've got a friend of mine that's so into Formula One now that she's made it a habit to not only follow the drivers on social media, but know what's going on with their wives and girlfriends as well. And finally, in this post-DTS era, we are having our most interesting competitive season yet. With only a couple of points separating Max Verstappen and Sir Lewis Hamilton. Not only that though, there is tight battles all the way through the field. As well as half a point separating the smooth operator Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc. The Ferrari boys, half a point. We're round 16 of 22. 22. So why are these battles all of a sudden so tight, so close? Why have we gone nine years since we last had a great, a truly great season? And we might finally have the answer we've been looking for when it comes to this. You see, baseball, I love baseball, but it has a problem. The top team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they spent $241 million on salary for this season. The team that spent the least... The Pittsburgh Pirates, with $45 That's nearly $200 million difference. They only spent 18.67% of that top team's salary. The team that won the World Series most recently? The LA Dodgers. See, out of the last 15 World Series winners, only one team was outside of the top 10 in terms of spending. That was the Kansas City Royals in 2015. So what does that tell us? You need to spend a lot of money in baseball to win a World Series. Some owners and teams generate a lot more money than others, so do they get punished to offering players more and getting the more talented roster? Well, no. But what happens is the league imposes a salary cap. Like they do in basketball, like they do in American football and so many other sports around the world. Well, Formula One sat back and watched Mercedes dominate for so many years. They thought to themselves, what can be done to level the playing field? It's no secret that Williams can't compete with the likes of Mercedes or Red Bull financially, and in particular, after the damn Rona has plagued us all and revealed which one of our friends are absolute morons on social media. So, why not put a cap on spending, yeah? Not on driver's salaries. You can pay Lewis Hamilton $100 million, they don't care about that, but on spending, a cost cap. So Mercedes can't pour tens of millions of dollars more than Haas into their car. Formula One is a lot like baseball in that regards. The more money you spend, the more you can develop your product, the better the product will be. We're now 16 races into a 22 race season. Max Verstappen leads Sir Lewis Hamilton by 6 points. And there is a narrative and a lot of interest going into each and every single race this season. Unlike some years, when Hamilton may lead by 100 points and we don't give two shits who or who isn't going to win the next race. This year, four teams and six different drivers have won races. 12 of the 20 drivers have even podiumed. There is really only one thing that has changed from previous seasons, and that's the introduction of a cost cap. Other teams are now catching up. The cost cap is $145 million. Next year, it's actually going to come down to $140 million, and the year after that, $135 million. And with there being huge rule changes for the 2022 season, teams this year really did need to look at when to stop working on this year's car and start focusing on the new car for 2022. So in a sport where cash is king, it might actually not be now. And with the cost cap in place in a few years' time, we may finally stop hearing people say, well... He only won because of the car. It's not just me saying this. Ross Braun agrees with it as well. Of course he does. He's always towing that FIA line. But anyway, this is what he had to say. There is no doubt in my mind that the cost cap and the rule changes that were implemented are having a positive impact on the closeness and intensity of the championship. There is no capacity for a team to pour massive resources into a championship and try to run away with it. The resources are now limited and the teams are also focused on next year's car, which is requiring a lot of time and resources. We still want a meritocracy. We still want the best team to win, but we don't want them to win by a country mile simply because they've got a bigger budget than anyone else. It's pleasing to see the way things are developing. You know what? There are a lot of times I don't agree with Ross Brawn, but he has nailed it. He's 100% right. He's just reiterated everything I just said. Yes, the best team should always win, but make it competitive. Don't make it boring. Not everyone seems to be on the right page, though. Christian Horner, a.k.a. Mr. Ginger Spice, said this. It seems a shame to change it for the next year, really. That was him referring to it, as we have had Daniel Ricciardo and Esteban Ocon win in cars that had no business winning a race. I mean, that might not be true with the McLaren, but based on his form, Daniel Ricciardo was nowhere near winning in that car. So I ask you this, you go outside and you set up a lemonade stand. You have $10 to set it up. You buy some lemons, some sugar, a stand, a sign, but then Coca-Cola say, fuck you, and we are going to set up a lemonade stand next to yours, and we're gonna go spend $100 million in doing so. Do you think your lemonade stand stands a chance? Formula One is in the post-DTS era and it's hitting its strides. These new fans are blessed. They haven't really had to sit through these eras of dominance from one particular driver or team. They have entered the sport in a truly unknown space where we really don't have a fucking clue who is going to win next season. So does that mean Nicholas Latifi and a Williams could be 2022 world champ? Maybe. Probably not though, but the fact that isn't 100% certainty anymore Has my plums tingling And my nipples fully erect The cost cap is good for the sport And anyone that disagrees is getting a swift kick To the balls or lady parts What do you guys think? Let me know over on the socials At Parkin' in my a, On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram But now It's time for your stat of the week I'm a stat man Formula 1 stat man Oh, He's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Oh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a STAT man. Woo! And this episode, STAT, we're talking all things Valtteri Bottas, Mr. Porridge, the Bot Bot. Now, he has recently secured himself a multi-year deal with Alpha Romeo. Good for him. Finally, he's got some security in the sport that he loves. Since then, the man has been unstoppable. He has been on fire. All right, let, you don't believe me? Since he has signed that deal with Alfa Romeo, Lewis Hamilton has scored 35 points. Max Verstappen, 36 points. What about the bot? I know. I don't know. How about 51 points? How's that for your stat of the week? Buta bada be ba He's a stat man! Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, is pretty cool. Yeah. Wow! after taking a little bit of a hiatus he's finally decided to come out of the shadows it's now time to go back on to a journey of one man his quest for love and his tales of the nights with the ladies it's time for crofty's love files Was sitting in first class on a flight from Istanbul to Texas, feet up and relaxed, like I was Valtteri Bottas in the Turkish Grand Prix, ahead by miles and not a care in the world. I look out my window and see nothing but the Atlantic Ocean, a sea of blue like it was an alpine, and that's when I spotted her. Mm. Oh my! A woman that sent me into a trance. I took another sip of my double Midori on ice as I stared at this little Turkish delight. I wouldn't mind visiting a few bathhouses with her, getting a full scrub down, cleaning every nook and every cranny, exploring her pit entry and pit exit. She wore a tight white dress, white like a hard compound tyre, and that wasn't the only thing getting hard. She was making her way back nice and slowly, like she was Vettel on the medium compound tyres on a wet Turkish circuit. She continued to her seat, a few rows behind me. How did I not notice this woman earlier? She was making her way by me when suddenly some turbulence hit as she had stumbled and fell on top of me into my lap. My drink spilled onto her white dress, making it see-through. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that, are you, are you okay? I asked. Oh, I think I'll be alright. Oh, I'm sorry I had to drop in like that. She looked me up and down and licked her lips. Well, it's not every day that I meet a sexy man like you and you get your fluids all over my cockpit. She said as her eyes ran up and down me. I was studying her like she was a set of rules and I was a Formula One steward. Well, can I have your name? After all, you owe me that much, spilling my drink and all. It's Miss Hardcock. I need a Hardcock. I bet you do. Well, Miss Hardcock, the light's telling me that the bathroom is free. Why don't I give you an exclusive tour? She smiled and, without saying a word, slowly made her way towards the bathroom, her hips swinging from side to side like she was an F1 driver warming up a cold set of Pirellis. Oh, I'd like to watch her leave. I stood up and I followed her, like I was stalking my prey, like I was Carlos Sainz hunting down the next driver from the back of the grid and making my way through the field. I went into the bathroom, cramming myself in there with Anita Hardcock. We were pressed against each other tightly. Oh, yeah. Well, I can see your seat seems to be in its upright position, she said to me, with her body pressed against mine. I can feel every curve, every straight, every pit entry in both DRSs. It was like I was studying Circuit of the Americas. It was as if I was one of those Formula One drivers and you can bet your sweet ass, I'm about to hop in and give that thing a good driving." She leans in for a kiss as the plane is jolted again from more turbulence. The shaking of the plane affected the lighting system in the toilets. It was suddenly pitch black as I felt her lips are mine. Well, I guess it's lights out and away we go. look like Crofty finally joined that mile-high club he's always wanted to. Will they continue to have a bit of a bumpy flight moving forward? Or will they land safely at Circuit of the Americas? Find out on the next episode of Crofty's Love Files. Oh my, I'm exhausted listening to uh, Crofty's Love Files. Can you believe how lucky Crofty is with the ladies (laughs) yet again? What? That guy just seems to know what he's doing He just seems to know what he's doing The ladies love Crofty The ladies absolutely love him And uh, you know why the ladies love him? It's because he gives the people what they want I get the people That's exactly what he does He gives the people what they want And I wanted to replicate that I want to give you guys The people, the legends out there I want to give you something and what do you guys want? You want you want some good merch at fabulous prices with some free shipping, yeah? Yeah, is that what you want? You That's what you want, baby. Ow. Give the people what they want. Oh what, you don't think those prices are good enough? You don't think the, you don't think I'm giving you them at a fair price? I don't know. How about you use code podcast exclusive5 at checkout to get yourself five percent off the total price? Yeah? And you're worried about that shipping? Klaus, Klaus, you hear these idiots? They're worried about the shipping. I, I don't know because it's free shipping worldwide and you know why I've done that for you. You know why? You got to the That's exactly right. We're we getting people what they want. We got some new designs on there too. Check out the new layout. Check out that new merch. Just in time for Circuit of the Americas. You want to look fresh, dope, hip, liddy, fam. All words, buzzwords. Yeah? Yeah? You want to look all of those? Oh, what? You're a little nervous about the sizing? Because you're a big boy? Well, how about we go all the way up to 5XL for the chunky, husky, hunky boys, yeah? You know what I'm talking about. And you know why I've done that for you? You know why I've done that for you? You That's exactly right. i give the people what they want. Well, well, well. But enough about that. It's time for this. Drivers ranking. That's right. We had a race on the weekend. Well, we had a race a little while ago, but now we need to rank them. Drivers power rankings, baby. (laughs) Drivers (laughs) ranking. Woo! We've got to go through them all. From worst to first. Look at how they're going based on form. Now, I try not to take the car into consideration. I like to, but it's hard at the same time, because the best teams with the better cars usually have the better drivers. That's how Formula 1 works. If you don't know, now you know. Okay, so we're going to go through from worst to first to drive up power rankings. And at the end of the season, when I'm handing out all my awards at our awards night, tuxedo, it must be worn, everyone, and ball gowns for you ladies out there. We're going to go through the awards, and we're actually going to work out a score for all the power rankings, see where everyone actually list stood on that list to see how accurate I was. Chances are I'm pretty accurate because I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. Number 20. Nikita Mazepin. Now look, I think only a couple of races ago, I think it was Saucy. I actually put you up, put you up a couple of spots, but you're right back down the back because you you've been competing with your teammate. Then by the time I look again, it's the end of the race. You're 50 seconds behind him. What the hell happens? What the hell has happened to you? Just drive your race. Also, blue flags mean get the f out the way. Number 19, Nicholas Latifi, the Nutella champion. actually like Nicholas Latifi, but again, lately he's just been rubbish again, spinning off. Um, really having some issues as well. Qualifying, can't get into Q2 to save himself. And when you compare that to his teammate and what his teammate's doing in a Williams, you know, that hurts you. That hurts your case. Number 18, Mick Schumacher. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. He is racing really well at the moment, but he's still just struggling. I'd love to see him in another car, but unfortunately, we're going to get him in a house next year as well. It's going to hurt. It's going to be some teething. Hopefully, the car. I mean, they've said they've done no work on this car, and you can really see that because they're falling further and further behind. But next year, oh, that 2022 new car with Mick, Hungry Mick at the wheel. Oh, did you see that moment where Mick and uh, Sebastian Vettel came together and then they kiss and made up afterwards? Oh, that was nice. Oh, that was nice. Number 17, speaking of kissing Sebastian Vettel, he comes in at number 17 right now. Look, he's lucky to be there because one, he didn't have a great Sochi and two, he put on the wrong tires here in uh, Turkey. And it was comedic. It was like Bambi on ice. It, It was, he was slip sliding around. It was fantastic to watch but it was a boneheaded, dumb move. If he pulled it off, he would have been the absolute genius of the field, won himself a race, he'd be on top of that podium. But no, no, it's not what's happened at all. He went out there, lost four positions on one single lap, didn't even complete one full lap on the mediums, went back into the pits and uh, changed the intermediates again. Number 16, Kimi Raikkonen. Look, I've got nothing to report. You've done nothing qualifying well I mean you can't maybe he's the best driver on the grid if you give him the drink he just doesn't get the drink and that hurts him there's nothing really to report though Kimi Raikkonen number 16 the Iceman cometh number 15 is his teammate racing car Jesus he's done nothing either so actually he ended up finishing uh, P11 in um, Turkey it was a great P11 too because the amount of space quickly at that time between him and Ocon in 10th. That came down really quickly with Ocon on those tyres. He was so close to getting the points. Unfortunately for him, he's going to be in P... He's going to be P15 on the power rankings. Number 14, Fernando Alonso. He's dropped a bit because... Look, I don't think Gasly should have been given that five-second uh, penalty on turn one, um, lap one. And that sent him to the back of the grid. That was a bit unfair. But when you're at the back of the grid... In that car You should still be able to pass anyone And he wasn't able to do any of that So I'm going to have him down at 14 I don't know I love the guy I hope next year He actually wins a world champion A world championship I hope he does I hope he does Um, But right now He's 14 on the list Number 13 George Russell Look It was that last turn in quali That's all it was That kept him out of Q3 If he qualifies higher If he say You know Qualifies 7th Or 8th then all of a sudden he's going to be finishing right up there, you know. But unfortunately, just missed out. Uh, that last turn got him there. Lost a couple of tenths on that, um, and yeah, he just the race pace wasn't there. I was surprised because it was it was wet uh, and windy, and he actually did okay in the wind. and And usually those two Williams hate that windy conditions. I remember Porta Mayo; they really struggled because it was quite blustery. Quite windy, but he actually had a pretty good race. Number 12, Big Dick, Danny Rick, BDDR. He actually, I was okay with the race. Look, they tried something in the race. The qualifying is what really let him down. Couldn't get out of Q1. Had an issue with timing, you know, helping the teammate out, getting in and out of way with traffic, and then just ran out of time. Didn't get that run in that he wanted to at the end. So that's on him, though. That's still his fault. That's no excuses. That is Danny Rick's fault. That is McLaren's fault. But the race, actually thought he was all right. But, yeah, again, considering how quick that car is, um, I would have loved to see him compete in that top 10. Um, but, you know, they swapped the Inters early. He was the guinea pig that, you know, made the first pit stop. And eventually, once he got those tyres up to speed, he looked all right. He was able to get some positions. But, yeah, shouldn't have been down there in the first place. Number 11. You're up at 11 just because of the size of your gahanez. How are you even sitting in that seat without squashing your own testicles? Because you were in the whole race, the whole Turkish Grand Prix on one set of tyres, didn't pit at all. Pirelli are yelling at you, you need a pit. You can't run these tyres for that long. And you have a look at those tyres at the end. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They're bad. They're in a bad way. So you are very, very lucky. Whoa. Well, hey, that's the first ten. That's the first ten, and I, I need a little dance break, baby. I need a little dance break. Go, drivers hey. ranking. That's it. Ten down, ten to go. Ooh, just a little break. Just a little break. Loosen those shoulders. Shake it out, baby. Drivers hey. ranking. That's it. Okay, top ten on the drivers power rankings. You're loosey goosey. You're loosey goosey with the corgipotamus. Number 10, Yuki Tsunoda. I was pretty happy. I reckon this is the one driver that has fluctuated on this power ranking more than anyone else. Usually hanging out down the back. But he's pretty... He had a good weekend. He had a good weekend. uh, Considering it was wet weather, AlphaTauri finally got it right. It looked like with the tyres when, you know, they're usually really, really bad when it's that kind of weather. Um, Great drive by Yuki. Excellent work. Kept Lewis Hamilton held up for a long time. Doing the company thing by Red Bull. Looking after the sister car nicely there. So, excellent work, Yuki. Number nine, Lance Stroll. He was alright. I might be a bit generous having him up at number nine because it was really the conditions for him and he he didn't really shine bright like a diamond. But he was... eh, It was okay. I think I'm being generous here. But he he was alright. Number eight, Pierre Gasly. Look, qualifying was really good. Um, did his thing that he usually does in qualifying the race pace. I feel he struggled a little bit, but still, you know, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. But I think now what's, he's a victim of his own success right now. He's always getting those P6s. He's always, you know, outshining Perez, you know, looking really good, getting up there with the Ferraris. But, you know, when he has a bad weekend, we sit back and we go, no, nah, you're horrible. But you got to remember he's in an AlphaTauri. So... Number seven, Lando Norris just didn't have the pace there. Um, really struggled there in that McLaren. We're used to seeing him, you know, challenge for pole position in qualifying. Then be right up there in the race as well, you know, pushing for a podium. Just wasn't happening for him. But overall, solid weekend. Um, you got to get those points back. Uh, you've got that lead on Ferrari. That's going to really tighten up now, I feel. I reckon Ferrari in Mexico and Brazil, probably not Brazil, but Mexico, they're going to outdo McLaren there, Um, so it just comes down to those other races as well. So you need all those points you can get if you want to hold on to third. Number six, speaking of Ferrari, Charles Leclerc. He was all right. He had a solid qualifying just out of nowhere. That last lap, what did he get? P4. So started P3 on the race, qualified P4, but then Hamilton had to go take that 10 grid place penalty. He looked good. I liked, I liked what Ferrari did on that weekend. The strategies were working well. They should have probably pitted them together um, because of on the same lap because of the difference of where they were on the track, Sainz and Leclerc. But they looked, he looked all right. You know, if he pits early, he would have had a chance to sort of fight back, but they ran a risk. They kept him out there, you know. You're your P1 Leclerc. What, what, what happens if uh, you keep Bottas behind you? Well, you stay P1 you win the race. Hey, it's just simple. you got to keep it simple, stupid. The KISS method in full effect over there at Ferrari. Number five, Sergio Perez. Could it be? Does Red Bull have a number two driver? I don't believe it. Um, no, he was looking really, really nice there. They haven't really had someone consistently in number two spots since Ricardo, 2016. With uh, Maxi Boy there. Maybe 2017. I'm getting my years all confused now. But... Sergio Perez looks like he's got that form again. It seems to be a bit up and down. It took him five races. He got that win in Baku. He was challenging for a couple after that, and then he sort of dropped off again. And now he's back up there. Had a um, well, actually, really, that this is really really it. He just needs to keep that going. That lap thirty-five or whatever it was that com- uh, that you know competition he had with Lewis Hamilton was perfect. That battle, that one lap. Oh my gosh, that was a little masterclass. Absolutely loved it. Got to have him right up there, number five. Number four is the Smooth Operator. Smooth Operator. Carlos Sainz, well done. Back of the grid, took the engine penalty. And he just, nearly every lap to start with was just overtaking everyone. That's what Alonso needed to do when he got sent to the back. But it's Carlos Sainz, excellent work there. Great drive. Got driver of the day as well. I would... I would probably give it to him. I can't remember who I did vote for. I think I actually voted for Bottas, but I could see uh Carlos Sainz signs getting it. Speaking of Bottas, Mr. Porridge himself, the big, big bowl of porridge that he is. Number three is Valtteri Bottas. Great drive, great weekend. Scored, he's in truly great form, got more points than anyone else by a long way in the last few races. You know, finishing on the podium in Sochi. Winning this race here. He's looking really, really good. Did he finish on the podium Maybe he didn't. But he's just in truly great form right now. Hopefully he carries it forward. I'd love to see him get another win before the end of the season. I doubt he will. But that probably was the last time we see Valtteri Bottas win a race. Excellent drive. Well done. Number two. There's two drivers left. I wonder who they're going to be. Number two is Sir Lewis Hamilton. Great drive as well. Starting P10. Ended up getting up to 5th. Not very happy with his team. A bit of a back and forth there. Team team were right to tell him to pit. I've gone through this before. He should have pitted back on lap 42 when he was initially told. Didn't come in until lap 51. And then it was just too late. You know, At that point, you should have just stayed out there and risked it. Risked it for the biscuit. Um, but no, it was a good drive. Good drive from Lewis Hamilton. Pretty happy. Qualifying was fantastic from him. He did what he needed to do. P1. Um excellent work. And now he's setting himself up perfectly for Circuit of the Americas. He's gonna look really good out there. Number one, Max Verstappen. Doesn't do it, doesn't do much wrong. The only thing I can fault is the qualifying wasn't quite there, but Turkey is not a Red Bull track. That is a Mercedes-dominant track. You know, Mercedes have really just absolutely dominated that circuit. So for him to finish on the podium second. Take the lead now in the championship. Close that gap in the constructors. He was just looking good. Great drive there by Max Verstappen. Well deserving on number one on the list. And that was... What was it? What was it? Oh, it was this. Drivers. Ranking. That's the driver's power rankings. What do you guys think? Let me know over at the socials at Parker in my firm, eh? Woo. Drivers. Ranking. That's our my family on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's the driver's power rankings, baby. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of another fantastic show. Now, we're going to have a break over the weekend. Be back on Tuesday to get you guys all fired up for the United States Grand Prix. So make sure you've subscribed and hit that follow button if you haven't already so you don't miss out. As soon as the episodes drop, you can have that notification. You can listen to my sexy, smooth, soothing sounding voice. And that way, you know everything that's happening in the world of Formula 1. I don't lie to you, baby. Make sure you're following on the socials. I'm parking at my firm I'm Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Link in description for all of those things. If you want to sign up and be a Patreon as well, join the Legends Club. That link is below as well as the merch as well. Big shout out to our Legends Club member, the Queen herself, Austin, sitting alone on the throne. If you want to join her, link in the description. Every dollar pledged to this show gets filtered back in to make the show bigger, better, greater than ever. So, again, everyone out there, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening.